to worship. We're going to cry this song out today. We're going to raise a hallelujah together. Lift it up. I'll raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I'll raise a
sing of his freedom.
declaration of praise, a declaration of faith. We're telling your story. In the midst of singing these worship songs, simply declaring the truth about who you are and what you have done. You, the God of all creation, cramming yourself into flesh, dwelling among mankind, drawing sinners to yourself, teaching the truths of the way, the truth, and the life, and then laying yourself down on a cross to pay the penalty of sin, but that is not the end of the story. For three days later, you rose from the dead, conquering death. And it is a, a declaration of victory today that is on our lips and in our hearts and in our lives, in our realities. The victory that you have, you have brought into us. And we stand here today in awe of you. We stand here today filled with joy for what you have done, what you're doing now. Even joy filled in us with expectation of what you are going to do. There are answers coming. One of the reasons why we, we choose to raise a hallelujah, even in the midst of, of what might be difficult circumstances, we declare your praises today. You are our God and we are your people called by your name. We humble ourselves before you today. Turning from our sin, we, we raise our request to you, knowing that you and your faithfulness will come and heal our land. And it is in the powerful name of Jesus we pray these prayers. And everybody said, amen. You may be seated. And as you're doing so, I want to invite our ushers to join us up front. Jesus, you are our provider. Thank you for the provision that has come and the provision that is coming. Take what we have to offer you today. Use it, bless it, multiply it, accomplish your kingdom purposes with it. Build your church with it, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. see our kiddos can come up and put their offerings in their jar and head out with Miss McKenzie. We're reminded today there's more than one way to participate in 
giving to the work of the church, the kingdom that we're, we're a part of. And uh, all of these ways are equally valuable in uh, being able to participate. <clears throat> so um, last week, we looked at the Psalms and really tried to focus on uh, how it is that we should approach the Psalms and engage our imaginations as we, as we pour over the imagery uh, that we find in the Psalms. And my curiosity shows up this morning, wondering if there may have been anyone that um, participated in writing some things down and would be willing to read for us today um, some of the creativity that came through you. It's okay if no one shows up today ready for that, but is there anyone that wrote some things down and would feel like it would be okay to share that? It's all right. Okay. Oh, you have... Cheryl? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring the mic to you because, well, there's some folks listening online and they want to be able to hear your voice. Yeah. You're, 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 you're going to be worldwide here, okay? Just, just share with us a little bit of what... I just want to thank the Lord Jesus Christ for healing me of uh, many, many hurts in my life. I just worship him and love him with all my heart. See, you can't say much better than that. Amen. Okay. Anyone else? Well, yes, Tim. Well, I wrote it down, but I didn't bring it with me. That's okay. So this is off of memory. I'm getting ready to do 14-year hikes, and I see a lot of God's beauty out there. It's another form of poetry. Mm-hmm. That's right. Engaging in, in his creation. Good. That's, that's the, uh, the joy of, of pouring through the Psalms is being able to engage our imaginations. And uh, it's what David did for us. It's what he supplies us with, with his Psalms. And um, I, I hope that we will get ourselves in the habit of engaging our imaginations and letting the Holy Spirit pour through us as we're doing so. There, you are just as capable of writing some things down as, as David did. Well, we moved from the Psalms last week to Proverbs today. So before, um, before we dig into Proverbs, I'm just curious that we might get a little more participation here. Do you have a favorite proverb? It might be one that's hanging on a wall, um, one that you've memorized. Um, perhaps there are several here today that you just you have a proverb that is, is sort of like, it might even be a bit of a life verse for you. Anyone like that? Yes. But I know you're going to know where it is. And Ooh, it, you're really says, it, on the spot. it says that gray hair is a crown of righteousness. Mm. 
And, and a number of people in here said, amen. Okay, yeah. We can find agreement with that. Anyone else have a, have a proverb that sort of stirs in your heart? Yeah, but you're going to have to say it in the microphone. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And we learned in the Proverbs study in women's Bible study this past spring that it's in all your ways, know him, and he will make your pastor. Right. It's a good one. Very good. Maybe one more. One more person. Yes, brother. says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So you can see that when we, when we go into Proverbs, it's, it's a lot like an extended advice column, right? Proverbs really is unique and, uh, in regards to all the rest of Scripture, and, and requires us to come to it differently than the rest. One of the main reasons for that is that Proverbs has a tendency to have each verse is a, is a separate statement, a separate piece of advice. The rest of Scripture is going to have some kind of context to it. You're going to need to read a passage, maybe even a full passage, to understand what's inside, especially if you have a key verse that you're looking at, you're going you're to need to read the rest of the passage to really gain the context of what that key verse is. But Proverbs is distinct, most of Proverbs anyways, in that each verse is a separate statement. And the verse that's before it or the verse after it will probably have nothing to do with the one that might be your key proverb that you're looking at. They, they, so it's, it's a long list of different pieces of advice that comes to us mostly from, and, and some would argue that all of it truly is from Solomon. So let's remind ourselves a little bit about Solomon. We looked at Solomon two weeks ago, David's son who um, became the third king of Israel, and it's, and it's really during Solomon's reign that, that the splendor of Israel is, is at its peak, right? In the early part of his uh, kingship, taking over the throne, he has this prayer time with God, and God says, you know what, Solomon? Ask anything you want, and I will give it to you. And out of Solomon's wisdom that he already had, that he'd been given um, from his father, he said, you know, I, I, want to, I want to be able to rule these, this vast people with wisdom, with, the, with great wisdom. Would you please bless me with great wisdom? God was so impressed with that that he blessed him with not just great wisdom, but all, along with that wealth and, and, and fame. And what we see as we're tracking Solomon's story is people were coming from all over the known world because of hearing about his great wisdom, his great understanding of things. You've got to realize that Solomon is on the scene like 700 years before Socrates, 
Plato, Aristotle, hundreds of years prior to what most of the world would would look at as great minds, great thinkers, Solomon is way ahead of them. It might be, uh, it might be arguable that Solomon's great wisdom set the stage for these other great thinkers. That these other great thinkers that the world would look at um, built their understanding off of some of what was handed to them from Solomon. And, um, but people were coming from all over the known world to sit in his presence and just hear him speak and hear him, hear him pontificate on all kinds of things, right? This was, this was his fame. And they, along with that, they brought amazing treasures into, into Israel uh, to be able to sit in his presence. And what an awesome thing it is for us that we can pour through his thoughts and his understandings for free. It's made available to us right inside of here. So when, when, you, when you go to the Proverbs, understand that you, you are, are, are digging through treasures of wisdom that, that the church has been digging through for all of its 2,000 years, and, and the Jews have been digging through way before that. Okay, so what I want us to do today, because of the uniqueness of Proverbs, it's it's pretty challenging to preach out of, quite honestly. Normally, uh, if I were to include Proverbs in a sermon, it would be, we would be preaching from somewhere else, and I would bring a proverb or two in uh, as support. But what we're going to do today is, is a bit unique. We are going to dig through a portion of Proverbs chapter 19. So you can open up Proverbs chapter 19. The reason we're going to open up Proverbs 19 is because today is the 19th day of May. Now that sounds silly, but I'm, I'm showing you an example of how you can choose to study Proverbs, okay? There are 31 chapters in Proverbs, meaning that you could find a chapter no matter what day of the month it is, and you can open it up and you can pour over it, okay? And some people do that. Whatever the day on the calendar is, they'll open up to that chapter in Proverbs, and they'll find something to dig out of Proverbs. So by example, we're going to do this today. So it's the 19th of May, so we're opening up chapter 19. Immediately, you notice, I mean, this is, we are right in the middle of a big, long list, each verse is different than the next. And I think today we're going to start at verse 13, and we're going to read through verse 24. What we're going to do, that, what we're going to do is um, we are going to practice something that, that the church has been doing for centuries. All, you can look back all the way almost to the beginning of the church, and it's a thing called Lectio Divina. If you know what Lectio Divina is, just raise up your hand. One. Okay. Benny knows it because we did it yesterday in our family devotions. Yeah. Lectio Divina. Okay. This is great. This is, this is a great tool for studying Scripture. And it can be whatever passage you want to do. 
We're going to walk through this together as a church family. You're going to be empowered to know how to engage this because what it does is not only are you digging, but you're putting yourself in a place where you're, you have to be listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit at the same time. Okay, So you're digging and you're listening at the same time. So I'm going to read these 11 verses. You have no homework at this point except just to take it in. So if you're looking at Scripture on your phone or your Bible, or it's going to be up here on the screen, just want you to drink it in this first time through, okay? Starting at verse 13 of chapter 19. A foolish child is a father's ruin, and a quarrelsome wife is like the constant dripping of a leaky roof. I did not start there for any particular reason. I promise. Houses and wealth are inherited from parents, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Laziness brings on deep sleep, and the shiftless go hungry. Whoever keeps commandments keeps their life. But whoever shows contempt for their ways will die. Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward them for what they have done. Discipline your children, for in that there is hope. Do not be a willing party to their death. A hot-tempered person must pay the penalty. Rescue them, and you will have to do it again. Listen to advice and, and accept discipline, and at the end, you will be counted among the wise. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. What a person desires is unfailing love, better to be poor than a liar. The fear of the Lord leads to life, then one rests content, untouched by trouble. A sluggard buries his hand in the dish, he will not even bring it back to his mouth. Okay. So we read through this, we just kind of drank all this in, and again, going through Proverbs like this is pretty interesting because it just, there's pieces of advice from all different kinds of places here. I'm going to read through it a second time. So here's your homework. If it, you, you have a, a piece of paper there and a pen, or if you want to use notes on your phone, however you want to do this, as I'm reading through this a second time, you're listening to the Holy Spirit for one single word, something that surfaces for you, something that is highlighted in your heart and your mind. Whatever that word is, I want you to write that word down. As we're going through this the second time, just a single word is, is the homework for this time through. So here we go again, chapter 19, starting at verse 13. A foolish child is a father's ruin, and a quarrelsome wife 
is like the constant dripping of a leaky roof. Houses and wealth are inherited from parents, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Laziness brings on deep sleep, and the shiftless go hungry. Whoever keeps commandments keeps their life, but whoever shows contempt for their ways will die. Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward them for what they have done. Discipline your children, for in that there is hope. Do not be a willing party or participant to their death. A hot-tempered person must pay the penalty, rescue them, and you'll have to do it again. Listen to advice and accept discipline. And at the end, you will be counted among the wise. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. What a person desires is unfailing love, better to be poor than a liar. The fear of the Lord leads to life. Then one rests content, untouched by trouble. A sluggard buries his hand in the dish. He will not even bring it back to his mouth. Hopefully a word, just a single word out of all that reading surfaced for you. Hopefully you've written that down. And now I'm going to read it a third time. And this time, what we're asking the Holy Spirit to do is to surface a phrase or even one of the whole pieces of advice here. It may or may not be connected to the single word that you wrote down. It doesn't matter. It's okay. We're paying attention to the Holy Spirit here, and he's gonna, we're praying that he's going to pull something out in particular for you, a phrase or even a full verse, um, as we're going to read this a third time through. Proverbs 19, starting at verse 13. A foolish child is a father's ruin, and a quarrelsome wife is like the constant dripping of a leaky roof. Houses and wealth are inherited from parents, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Laziness brings on deep sleep, and the shiftless go hungry. Whoever keeps commandments keeps their life, but whoever shows contempt for their ways will die. Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward them for what they have done. Discipline your children, for in that there is hope. Do not be a willing party to their death. A hot-tempered person must pay the penalty. Rescue them, and you will have to do it again. Listen to advice. And accept discipline. And at the end, you will be counted among the wise. Many are the plans in a person's heart, 
but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. What a person desires is unfailing love. Better to be poor than a liar. The fear of the Lord leads to life. Then one rests content, untouched by trouble. A sluggard buries his hand in the dish. He will not even bring it back to his mouth. And when you've written your phrase down, what I want you to do is look at the relationship between that phrase and the word that was highlighted for you. And then in your heart and your mind right now, ask the Holy Spirit, what, what, is it, what is it that he's saying to you through these two pieces of information? I mean, is there something that's in your life that he's particularly speaking to? Is he just encouraging you towards a better way? And then here's another thing to ask the Holy Spirit. Is there, is there other scriptures that he can bring to your mind that will, that will re-emphasize, support, um, build up this thing that he's talking to you about? This is a great way to have devotions. Picking a particular passage, reading through it just to drink it in, reading through it one more time, asking the Holy Spirit to give one word to you, write it down. And then on the third time, asking the Holy Spirit to highlight a phrase, a portion. And then allowing the Holy Spirit to pull that together and, and speak to you about you, about what's going on. Man, for me, verse 21, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. This is one of those proverbs, and that becomes kind of a mantra for people. We all have been in a situation where we've, we've set plans, determined a particular course or a particular pathway and then we come to realize quickly that the Lord really had just a, a different idea, a different way. Amen, isn't it true? His ways are higher than our ways. His ways are better than our ways. And when we choose to track with him, we come out on the other side and we find, wow, he really knew what he was talking about. He really knew where, where he was taking me. It's a, it's a terrific proverb to, to take in. When you think about the amount of decisions that we make on any given day, and some of them are small and, and, and perhaps insignificant, but sometimes we're faced with really significant life decisions 
And are we in the habit of pressing into him to hear his voice, to to know what his idea, what, what his preference would be, what his direction, instruction would be? I would much rather do that on the front end than get in the middle of a decision I'm making and boom, he has to intercede and kind of cut me off and, you know, make a mess of the mess that I made. Does that make sense? Because if I'm, if I'm making a mess with my decisions, he's going to come in and have to mess that up to get me back on the track that he would have for me. And it doesn't mean that I don't have free will involved here. But I'm telling you, his, his love for me is significant. And he wants to keep me from harm. Wants to keep me from making a mess of things. Like I said, it's much better to be on the front end of this, pressing in to God's good and pleasing and perfect will for my life. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. That's what he's saying to me today. We've walked through Proverbs, some Proverbs here. We've hopefully put a couple of tools in our pockets for not, how, not just how to approach Proverbs in particular, but how to have even a, a richer devotional life. My guess would be, my assumption would be that quite often our devotional life is, is uh, we, we'll, we'll read through something if, if we even do that and, and say a quick prayer and we're, and we're off. If we were to apply this that we've done here today and make it a regular part of our life, you will find that you are putting yourself in a position to hear the voice of the Lord. And I'm telling you, He is speaking. He's speaking now, and He longs to be speaking. He longs to have listeners, those that are, that are paying attention to hear His still, small voice. He will speak directly to us. Even in, the, even in a list of verses like this that have no continuity to them, no, offer no context with one another, yet somehow, someway in the midst of this, a word and a phrase has been highlighted for you today. Something for you to t- uh, take away, to dig into a little bit more. What a gift that Solomon has given us. Handing us his vast pieces of his vast wisdom that he received directly from God. And here we have it, access whenever we want it. Will you pray with me? Holy Spirit, I, I, I thank you for what you have taught us today. And it's different. It's a different feel today than what we normally experience through your word. But we realize today the, the wealth that is inside of the Proverbs. And I'm hoping that today some things have been stirred up to spend more time digging through the, the wealth of the wisdom that is offered to us. 
even more so, I, I thank you for the tool of the Lectio Divina that, that we've walked through today. Reading through a passage just to drink it in. Reading through a passage a second time, allowing your spirit to highlight a word for us. And reading it a third time, highlighting a phrase and allowing your spirit to speak directly to us in whatever level you're wanting to speak to us. In other words, us purposing to listen, to pay attention to you. We want our devotional life to be meaningful. We want our devotional life to uh, be rewarding and rich, whether it's in Proverbs or different passages of Scripture, that your Spirit will speak to us because all Scripture is God-breathed and useful. Useful for us today. We honor you with our lives. We honor you with our listening. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Will you stand with me? I want to say a blessing over you. As we head into the week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you, be gracious to you. May he fill you with his peace and his presence. I pray that you have a rich and rewarding week with him. Have an amazing one. See you next Sunday.